0: top of the morning to you. My name is Michael. I'm your host. Welcome to the FBTV podcast. We get together every week eh, for about half hour or so. Talk about uh, stuff, (laughs) mainly transportation related, but yeah, we can go off on tangents. Oh, speaking of a tangent, uh, today is middle child day. This is Thursday, August 12th, when we are recording this podcast. I like to call this day Jan Brady Day. Marsha, Marsha, (laughs) Marsha. remember that episode. Anyway, what's going on today? We are going to be talking about, uh, well, the topic of the day is uh, the number one new broker mistake. New brokers, when they start their operation, either as a freight broker, freight broker agent, this is the number one mistake mistake that it appears that all new brokers make it's that common we're going to be talking about that today if you uh didn't know the fbtv podcast we have a website you'll find it at freightbrokertv.com we have a uh, youtube channel as well the youtube channel is uh, Freight Broker tv matter of fact we've got a new video we're going to be uh posting the next few days, hold on just a second, ten of papers. We are going to be talking about, uh, we'll continue our topic uh, on the marketing series. So far we've covered uh, website marketing, having a blog, and uh, we're going to be moving on from that. next video is going to be about newsletters. All right. Okay, if you've got a question, comments, you want to leave a message or anything, you can do so. You can uh, go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Use the contact form uh, on the contact page. You can also email us direct, if you like, with your questions, comments, whatever it might be, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. That's FBTV, FreightBrokerTV.com. We'll we'll uh, put that down on the bottom of your uh, right speaker. leave that up there on podcast so you can see it. Yeah, it's going to be one of those days, right? All right, a little bit about what's been going on in my life. Some of you may or may not know, got a new boat. Kind of an accidental thing. Had a uh, Tracker Pro 160. Got that a couple of years ago. Back before Christmas, I uh, was wanting to get a... uh, uh, tr- Pro a Tracker Pro 195 Tournament Edition. It's kind of the uh, top of the line for Tracker bass boats, and it doesn't have the eighty thousand dollar price tag that the fiberglass boats have. Although I'd like to have one of those, but you know I've talked about this before. You know that's just totally out of the question. Anyway, uh, finally got that here about uh, three or four weeks ago. Picked it up and uh yeah, we've had our fun with it. Getting it, it, it. This is the first true bass boat that I've ever had. I've had cutty cabins, I've had pontoons, I've had flat bottoms, I've I've had that well uh, Pro Tracker 160, I've had ski boats. You know, this going back to the uh, early days of <laughs> my life. I was raised on the water. My parents told me that I was on the water when I was Nine days old. Got a real bad sunburn. Really concerned them. Today, they... I don't even want to think about what... would happen today if that happened. But back then, it's just, hey, got out on the water. Got a sunburn. But anyway, been on the water ever since. My daddy, he was a good fisherman. Well, I'll say he was a fisherman. always felt bad for him because I always wanted him to catch more fish. Because his li- eyes would just light up. Well when he get that fish on the line, but anyway, never, never mind that. So a couple of years ago, and I've always fished on and off, but a couple of years ago after I bought the uh, little tracker Pearl One sixty, I started fishing more and more <clears throat> in the uh, smaller water. That boat not made for uh, big water, what I mean by big water, you know, lakes like beaver, wash stuff like that. Yeah, that's big water. I'm not sure how it would do in those big waves. You know, you get those two, two foot waves, one foot waves. You know, white caps. Eh, a little leery of it. But uh, with this uh, 195, I got, I can, you know, that's what it's made for, going out in competition. So I've been getting ready to uh, start competing in tournaments and pretty much at the end of the tournament season this year but uh, getting things geared up for next season and next season believe it or not uh starts around march for a lot of these tournaments uh in the area i'm not talking about you know Bassmaster or mlf or anything like that but then you know the local circuits regional circuits so got to tell you I, i've never been fished a tournament f- before. And my neighbor next door, he he fishes a lot. I think I've talked about him before. He he's in the uh, he's done MLF, and I don't know if he's done any Bassmaster stuff or not. But uh, went out with him this past Sunday, did a, a local tournament here on the Arkansas River, and uh, it was interesting to say the least. I wish I could report we we got in the money, but didn't come close. Matter of fact, I had boat issues. We were in his boat the uh, trim failed. And he kind of knew it going out. I don't know why we went out. He already knew he had trim problems. And it uh, worked a little bit. We got out there on the water, and the uh, tournament went on till 3. That was check-in, way in And uh I had to wrap it up at about 1 because his trim uh, gave out. No trim to that at all, and... Had to get it out of the way and get it trailered and but anyway caught a few fish but you know you had to they had to be 14 inches long and you know the fish we were catching just under that so it is what it is but uh keep you up to date on that maybe do some videos who knows fuel prices uh diesel basically steady slightly down 0.3 cents this week gasoline is up up to 317 a gallon Spot rates from last week vans are up uh, 1.8%, flatbed no change, reefer rates up 1.8%. Expect to see the reefer rates start to go down here before too long as the produce season begins to uh, wind down. Spot rates from last month, uh, van, uh, dry van loads up 5 cents to 277 a mile, flatbeds down 4 cents. Expect to see that start rebounding somewhat too in the next, uh, I'd say, thirty to forty-five days. Anyway, flatbeds down four cents, down to three o seven per mile. Reefer from last month up four cents to three seventeen per mile. So did all that. I was uh, going doing the research, you know, doing show prep as we call it, and. Came and I used a lot, you know, a lot of different websites, magazines, things like that, to uh, prep for the podcast, get information and news. And there is one uh, site that I use occasionally to get information, and I've always noticed they kind of always lean toward toward mainstream media type stuff, if that makes sense. They've always been, you know, pretty much pro-autonomous truck, pro-electric, pro-pro-anything that's anti-driver, almost. I mean, I'm not saying they're anti-driver, but boy, when there's something out there about autonomous, man, they're on top of it, and they are preaching it from the highest mountain. (laughs) Praising its glory. And I always found that, you know, wrong. It's almost like I felt like, okay, they, they've they got a stake in that autonomous vehicle stuff, and I'm totally against it. And I don't think it's going to fly, but it is what it is. Maybe in a yard dog, like I've said before, but eh, who'd, who'd want to be on the road with an 80,000-pound vehicle with no driver? Not I, said this one. Anyway, they have a... Uh, article, a headline caught my eye, and I, I didn't read, I read some of it, but, uh, the headline, Driver shortage has trucking companies looking abroad. A shortage of truckers across the U.S. has become so severe that companies are trying to bring in drivers from abroad like seemingly never before. And I thought, what a bogus article. And they had people talking, and matter of fact, one of the, uh, people they were interviewing was somebody that had a company and their company that's what they did they uh brought drivers in from overseas to drive for american companies now now i'm not the you know brightest bulb on the light tree but uh i remember back when i was driving back in the 90s a lot a lot of drivers were behind the wheel from other countries because uh, kind of like an exchange deal. You know, they come over here for a uh, six months to a year, whatever the contract was, and drive for a while just to get the experience. That's what a lot of them did. And I remember back then, a lot of us uh, American drivers, we wanted to go to Australia and do the train. You know, out uh, in the outback. Thought that'd be pretty cool. And and the rumors were back then, uh, you know, a driver could go down there and to Australia and uh, pull for a year or something and pull down a million bucks. And I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, I don't know anybody that did it. But, you know, trucker story, right? <laughs> so anyway, this article goes on and on and on about how the driver shortage is just terrible, so terrible that they're having to... Uh, bring drivers in from other countries to fill the trucks. Like, this is a new thing. This has been going on for a long, long time. I mean, it it was going on when I was driving. It wasn't because of a driver shortage. It was because of it... It it was what it was. You know, drivers wanting to come over here and drive the American trucks for a while because... Well, you got to face it, man. If you look at other countries and videos, uh, with the exception of Australia, they got some killer trucks. But... uh, you know our equipment over here, it's it's pretty. It rocks. <laughs> you know it rocks compared to the cab overs and things like that in the old country. And you got to think about it. You know in England and you know overseas and stuff like that. They you know it's it's kind of tight. Is you know I watch those videos, those drivers over there in uh, Europe, and those tight roads and. And it, well, it's kind of like in the United States. You you take a 70-foot-long uh, tractor trailer up to the Northeast, it, it, nobody likes doing that. Now, say nobody. You know, there's going to be somebody out there going, oh, man, I like it. But anyway, that's the old part of the country. And the further west you go, to the newest part of the country, and when I say west, all the way out to the west coast, it starts opening up. You know, I remember when I was... Uh, first started driving i was downtown la or in that area one time had to make a u-turn it was middle of the night nothing to it five six lanes of you know i I had to make a u-turn with a tractor trailer you're not going to do that up in the northeast anyway just caught my eye i just thought i'd bring it up july class 8 sales are second lowest of 2021 uh yet they improved 16.3 percent in july but it still landed at the year's second lowest level. That's according to wardsauto.com. Sales reached 16,824 compared with 14,462 in the 2020 period. July sales surpassed the 2021 low of 15,369 in uh, February. That's 15,369. You know, I wouldn't be too worried about this gloom and doom. If sales are down, things are going, you know... Everything's more expensive. Everything's more expensive right now, and thank you, Washington, for that. But uh, with everything so expensive, a lot of trucking companies are going to say, hey, we can live with this truck another 12 months. Let's wait, see if the prices go down. I mean, this is common sense stuff. You know, some of this stuff really catches my eye. Uh, here's a tidbit for you. If you are going to be traveling Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin troopers are planning a week-long aerial enforcement blitz on busy interstates. They are going to be conducting multiple aerial traffic enforcement patrols, uh, well, all week, and it's continuing through Sunday. According to uh, Wisconsin State Police, WSP, troopers will take uh, to the skies in airplanes to catch drivers who are speeding Driving aggressively or performing other driving violations. Uh, dates and locations. Here you go. Here's what's left. Uh, today, August the 12th, and I'll, I'll, if I butcher this, sorry. Washera <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Washera County, maybe. W a u s h a r a. I 39, Claire County. I 94. That's that's uh, on tap for today. The bear in the air, so to speak. Tomorrow, August 13th. Douglas County, U.S. 53. Saturday, August 14th, Dunn County, I-94. And uh, Sunday, August 15th, Oconto County, O-C-O-N-T-O County, U.S. 41-141. So if you're up in that area, up in Wisconsin, uh, keep an eye out for a bear in the air. I remember back uh, years ago, here in Arkansas, you see a trooper on top of an overpass We call that 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 was Arkansas's version of a bear in the air (laughs) a long time ago. I don't know, Arkansas's probably got airplanes or crop dusters or something now. New York City cops seized 76 vehicles, including semis, for bogus paper license plates. I was like, What? What? New York City sheriff's office recently conducted a major crackdown on vehicles with fake tags, the paper tags. Uh, during an overnight uh, operation this past Friday, deputy sheriffs seized dozens of vehicles in the Bronx for illegal and counterfeit paper license plates. Officers used license plate reader technology to identify the illegal illegal uh, plates. Police say that 76 vehicles were seized from public streets. Two of the seized vehicles were uh, semis. Additionally, 70 more summonses uh, were issued for various offenses during the operation. During a similar overnight operation that took place in Brooklyn in July, the New York City Sheriff's Office seized 43 vehicles for fake paper plates. And I was sitting here, why? Why? Why are you uh, cracking down on fake paper plates? Usually that's something... You know, somebody don't want to pay for their tags or something like that. You know, they don't have the money for taxes or whatever. Yeah, they, you know, they, uh, you know, put the fictitious tag on or whatever and leave it going until they get pulled over. And then when they get pulled over, well, hello, ticket. But here's the deal police say fake plates are sometime used, sometimes used to avoid being ticketed by speed cameras. Aha! Uh-huh. that fake plate on speed all you want to the speed camera catches you or you run a stoplight with the camera and uh yeah you know they don't know who the car belongs to no ticket also they use fake plates to avoid paying tolls Uh uh-huh or during a commission of a crime okay others use fake plates to avoid registering vehicles or paying for insurance so if you're up in the uh, new york city area You find uh, you're 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 driving around somebody that has paper plates. They may not have insurance. Uh, I know Oklahoma. They got uh, talking about avoid paying tolls over in Oklahoma. It always impressed me. You run a toll in Oklahoma, you will get caught, paper plate or not. Those troopers up there, they uh, they know what they're doing in Oklahoma. You know, you run a toll in Oklahoma. They'll be behind you in no time. I, I never did it, but I've seen them, you know, uh, you go after these uh, people that ran tolls. I mean, they will get you. All right, what else? What else is going on today? Well, let's talk about uh, topic of the day. The uh, number one mistake a new broker, broker agent will make, and that is not prospecting. You know what? I'm I'm working with clients. I go over this in training. I I tell everybody, okay, you've got to focus on your prospecting. No customers, no loads, no money. Bottom line, you've got to have customers to have loads. All right. Well, every it seems like every new client, every new client, and and not just me. I've seen it all over. I I even get calls from people that uh, aren't even our clients looking looking for some scrap of information that might, you know, get them turned around. And it's always the same thing. They get out there. They know they've got to have customers. They start making their sales calls. They get a customer. The customer says, here, here are a couple of loads or whatever. Or they get put on the list to uh, be able to get their available loads on a daily basis. And what happens? They quit prospecting. They get it in their head. Hey, I've got loads. I've got loads, I can make money now. All I've got to do is find a truck to move these loads. There lies the mistake. If you're new in this industry, one or two loads is not going to uh, do anything for you. You've got to have a ton of loads, a lot of them. Because from that quantity of loads, and when I say quantity, I'm talking about as many as you can get. Uh, I, I've said this before in a video on YouTube, a lot of people question it, you know, and I, I don't know, man, gee, no, I, there, when I was brokering full time, I had at my disposal on any given day, anywhere available to me from all of my customers combined, anywhere from 400 to 600 loads a day, period. Yeah, that's a lot of prospecting. Even I, you know, after I got out of the uh, startup period as a broker, I kept on prospecting. The prospecting gets easier as you get more established as a broker because you're, you're, you're established, you're hearing things, your ear is to the ground. But in the beginning, yeah, it's staying on that phone. Bottom line, you got to stay on the phone, make the sales calls because until you start getting customers have a quantity of loads, you're not going to learn anything, nothing. And what I mean by learning, you're not going to learn what trucking companies are wanting which loads, which, which customers have good loads, which ones don't. Which customers have great rates, which ones don't? You get the idea? You've got to have customers that have loads to be able to, to provide you that information so you can start focusing on what makes you money. And that's when you're going to be able to turn the corner. So let's get back to this not prospecting. So you get a customer. A new broker gets a customer. And they decide, okay, I've got a customer. I've got loads. This is what I've been put on this planet to do is find trucks for these loads. No. Post the load or loads, as it may be, and get back on the phone prospecting. One or two loads, ten loads, is not going to do it. One customer is not going to do it. When you first get a customer, a brand-new customer, and they say, here, you know, yeah, I'll set up with you, send me your packet, whatever. Yeah, I've got a couple of loads. See if you can help me with these. Let's step back and think about this for a moment. Okay, it's a new customer. They don't know you from Adam. They've got other brokers and trucking companies that they work with, that they've been working with for quite some time. Why do you think they've made those loads available to you? Because you've made such a great impression on them? No, it's because they can't get a truck to move those loads. You're the new broker on the block here. You can help, too. All my other brokers are helping me. Here, you can help, too. So, you being a new broker, the likelihood of you finding a truck to move those one or two loads that the new customer has made available to you, in reality, slim to nil. Post the loads. Get back on the phone. If somebody calls you about those loads, great. But you've got to stay on the phone prospecting. Seriously, people ask me, how many calls do I need to make a day? That's up to you. You are your own business. Make as many or as few as you wish. But uh, realistically, when you first start out, a couple hundred calls a day. I know that may turn a lot of you off, but you've got to understand that uh, your calls you're making is not like a telemarketer. You're providing a Service and actually, it's a free service to a shipper to help them get trucks to move their freight. Because remember, the the shippers, your customers, that uh, have freight to move, if they don't get that freight delivered to their customer, guess what? They make no money. So you see, it's not your traditional sales. It's not like you're out here selling water filters or whatever it might be. So. If you're a new broker and you've been kind of using the excuse, well, I've got loads, not to make sales calls, stop it. Stop it right now. Get back on that phone and make those sales calls. You've got to keep making sales calls. You've got to keep making sales calls until you don't have time to make sales calls because you're so busy moving loads. Get the idea? That's the only way you get around that startup period. If you want to talk to me more about that, feel free to call me. Uh, call me at Tautoa. the uh, number for Tautoa is 479 668 I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Tautoa. Uh you can find Tautoa's website, Tautoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. I'm the lead consultant for Tautoa I'd uh, be happy to talk to you about our different packages we have available. We are a consulting firm. We consult brokers all over the country. And we provide uh, consulting packages that have in-depth training for people wanting to get into the industry or people wanting to start their own brokerage. Uh, If you want to get into the industry as a broker agent, which is generally what we always recommend uh, because it'll give you the opportunity to start gaining the experience, start building a customer base before you step out and uh, get your authority, your license to operate as a freight broker. We have what is known as a mentorship program. That is where we can uh, place you as a broker agent through us under a licensed broker so you can start building that customer base, start getting the experience so you can take that next step down the road, be it uh, to start your own freight brokerage or move on and work as a uh, broker agent for uh, uh, freight brokerage direct. All right. Uh, California Highway Patrol faces backlash for calling out an illegally parked trucker that was hit by a sleepy car driver. If you've been out to California in a big truck, well, you know it's a whole different world. <laughs> and, uh... Anyway, a recent uh, social media post from the CHP is calling attention to the need for more safe parking for drivers. Hey, go along with that. The August 10th Facebook post just the other day, what, two days ago, Monday? uh, Facebook post uh, CHP's Baldwin Park Division highlighted a crash that occurred earlier Monday in Pomona, California. According to CHP, a sleepy motorist veered off the road and crashed into a truck that they say was illegally parked in the emergency lane of uh, eastbound 10 freeway. I assume the truck was illegally parked. They were in the emergency lane. Maybe they were having problems. Whatever it may have been. But anyway, we'll go with what the CHP says. Illegally parked. Troopers said that the motorist suffered only minor injuries. The two people in the semi weren't hurt. CHP called out both the sleepy motorist and the illegally parked truck driver in the post. The post generated hundreds of comments from Facebook users, many of whom pointed out that the truck driver may have been forced into illegally parking due to an extreme lack of parking opportunities in California. Don't agree with your position on this one. One post uh, ran, didn't matter whether the truck was legally parked or not, the car was wrong to slam into it, duh. (laughs) Duh. But... uh, Blame the driver who committed the moving violation. I would rather have a truck driver pull over and park because he was tired or required to by law. And my obligation as a driver is to avoid any vehicle parked on the side of the road. Again, duh. Whether it's a truck, a CHP officer, or anyone else that uh, this uh, post read. It reminds me when I, uh, it's common sense stuff, you know. Went to pick up a load of Christmas trees up in uh, Salem, Oregon one time. And I had to sign a waiver saying I would yield to helico- yield to helicopters. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just like this guy said, my obligation as a driver to avoid any vehicle parked, whether it's parked legally or illegally. <sighs> there are some people with common sense out there, I reckon. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I like California. I used to enjoy going out to California when I was driving. One because the weather was always nice, and two, it reminded me of when I was a kid. The 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 uh, it's going to sound weird, but the uh, smells and things like that—you know—it just it was it was the honeysuckle and stuff. Anyway, I used to smell that all the time when I was a kid back here. I don't smell that anymore in Arkansas, but I, I remember going out to California the first time. I go, wow, it smells like it did when I was a kid in Arkansas. Anyway, I enjoyed that trip down memory lane, didn't you? Another commenter posted, lesson learned, stop closing rest areas, create more legal parking for trucks. Better than the truck driver driving while sleeping and hitting someone. Uh, so many people in the California with nowhere for truckers to park when they bring your stuff in. That's why I tell my company I won't do California or New York. Nah, obviously a driver. Now, uh, the thing is, th- th- I don't think they were on the side of the road sleeping. Because, uh, let me go back up here and find it. It says, uh, well, it says the two people in the semi-truck weren't hurt. I assume what well, it could have been. It could have been a husband and wife or a guy and his girlfriend or whatever. Or, you know, this time of year, it could have been a dad and his son. But uh, I was going to go back and say what it could have been a team. If it was a team driver, uh, they would not be parked on the side of the road taking a nap. Or they shouldn't be anyway. One user took offense to the CHB's playful tone with respect to the tired motorist. The playful tone toward the distracted uh, car driver is irresponsible and inappropriate. Not to mention the fact that the truck was parked illegally is irrelevant. My, I haven't had enough coffee today. Irrelevant to the accident, the car would still have hit the truck, and the truck just been stopped for an emergency per the law. If someone can avoid hitting a stationary object. That uh, isn't in the path of travel. <laughs> they, they have no bis- business being on the road. So yeah, all of that, right? I don't know. I remember uh, going out to CHP. I was coming down uh, El Cajon. What is that? Forty-five? No, it's Interstate Five. I think Forty meets Five there in Bristol or Barstow, and uh, my granddaughter's name is Bristol, and. Uh, I was coming down uh, El Cajon there into Riverside. And yeah, I was going a pretty good clip. 75, maybe. Yeah, pretty sure. And uh, yeah, I saw the DOT officer coming down in this DOT, CHP DOT pickup. Pulled me over. And he goes, Do you know how fast you were going? I I go, Well, I got a pretty good idea. He goes, I got you a 75. I go, Yeah, that's pretty much. You know what I got he goes yeah I'll give you sixty five but I can't give you seventy five he wrote me a ticket for seventy five no he wrote me a ticket for sixty five that's what it was seventy five at you know seventy five and a fifty five that's reckless driving but uh yeah give me a uh, sixty five he's a pretty good guy and uh but what cracked me up you know just traffic stopped but he said here we're we're in we're in hot pursuit." Uh, we got a chase going on. I'll turn up my radio so you can listen to it while I write this ticket out. <laughs> it's like a ticket in a show. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Anything else going on? Yeah, it's something you might want to uh, make note of. Uh, USPS uh, surcharges may uh, mean that uh, mail is going to get more costly this holiday season. <clears throat> uh, day before yesterday, U.S. Postal Service announced it is seeking temporarily higher rates for packages during the uh, upcoming holiday season. Can you believe that? We're already talking about the holidays. It's beginning to look a lot... Eh, don't even get me started. Anyway, from October 3rd, which is, (laughs) believe it or not, just barely a, a couple of months away, less than that, actually increases, and it's going to go on through December 26th, increases are to range from $0.25 cents to as much as 5 bucks for heavier parcels. Uh, that's what they said in a news release. They were approved by the Services Board of Governors earlier this month and are subject to review by the Postal Regulatory Commission. Now, this makes no sense. The Postal Regulatory Commission, which oversees USPS, which wants the increases. It's up to the, well, I don't know, maybe it's some type of other government oversight committee. We have a lot of those. The higher rates would help cover extra costs and anticipation of peak season volume surges like those seen last year. The Postal Service earlier announced a slower delivery schedule to stabilize its finances following the chronic deficits It increased the price of a first-class stamp to 58 cents from 55. I remember those things were 3 cents. 58 to 55 cents as it contends with the slumping mail volume and lagging delivery. It is what it is, folks. What can I say? All right, we covered all that. We covered that. Hey, things you might need to know. This is interesting. I saw this this morning in Turkey. Archaeologists excavating the site of the city of Troy, on the hills, and I'll probably probably pronounce this wrong. Hisarlik, the hills of Hisarlik, have discovered a large wooden structure that they believe are the remains of the. Are you ready for this? Trojan horse. Remember that the biblical the Bible story. The Trojan horse? Pretty cool, huh? Pretty doggone cool. Anyway, uh, Senator Rand Paul, he's been suspended from YouTube for seven days. Shame on him. Uh, Over a video claiming that masks are ineffective in fighting COVID-19. I guess YouTube or Google is making that stuff up as they go. It's whatever they decide is true and what's not true because it seems like uh last year during the peak of the uh, covid people were coming out saying the masks are ineffective they don't do anything but anyway okay pepsi teaming up with boston beer to make alcoholic mountain dew boy that's what we need Google, Disney, Microsoft, United Airlines, and Walmart all are requiring their employees to get the vaccine. I'm not a big fan of that. I think that should be an individual's choice, not up to corporate America or the government. When we get to the point that we require... Drugs being... Jo- yeah. Watch the movie Soylent Grain, okay? Just watch it, <laughs> Today in history, Babe Ruth played his final game at Fenway Park. 41,000 people on hand, almost 42,000. That was in 1934. 1955, you think you don't make enough money now. President Dwight D. Eisenhower raised the minimum wage for 75 cents to a whopping $1 an hour. That was in 1955, 66 years ago, $1 an hour. I, I, I think I, I was trying to, when I saw that, I was saying, what was my, I want to say that my, the minimum wage, my first job when I was like 15, 14 years old was dollar twenty five. and Mendy, aired for the last time on this day, back in 1982. If you're having a birthday today, happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good uh, company. Parnelli Jones, isn't that a cool name, Parnelli? Parnelli Jones, he's 88 today. He's the... Uh, 1963 Indy 500 champ. George Hamilton spends way too much time in a tanning booth. Uh, His wife is uh, Annette Benning. Anyway, he's having a birthday today. He's 82. Mark Knopfler, one half of Dire Straits, or... No, not one half. I was thinking of Steely Dan. Of Dire Straits, he's 72 today. Casey Efflick of Ocean's 11... uh, He is uh, 46 today. Wasn't he the guy? Wasn't he in uh, that new version of uh, Hawaii Five-O? Let me look. Uh, Hold on. We're about to wrap this up, I promise. No, maybe not. I was thinking of somebody else. Oh, okay. I I recognize him from... uh, Oceans, uh, eleven now. All right, pretty good. All right, we got this one in the in the can. Be looking for the new video coming up on YouTube here in the next few days. Again, we're going to be talking about uh, marketing, continuing our series on marketing as a broker. And this, uh, even if you're not a broker, you're in transportation. Maybe you've got a small trucking company. This applies to you too. All right, it's uh, the weekend coming up, and it's hot again. I thought we had broke out of that oven we were in in July but uh, nope they came back you know what are they talking about today Uh, it's gonna be uh, 99 today heat index gonna be what what are they saying up around 110 112 I don't remember let me look I need to know this 105 still that's hot I mean it's like walking into an oven no joy. No joy. And I want to go out to the, I'm going to go fishing. Too hot. Anyway, go have a good Thursday and a great weekend. Unless you've made other plans, we will talk soon. Have a good day.